Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Amir Roskin. Amir Roskin is Sapiens Data and Analytics Product Strategist. He is responsible for the Senior Customer Interactions and Roadmap of Sapiens Data and Analytics Value Proposition for its customers worldwide. Amir brings with him more than 25 years of global experience in the data and analytics domain, from data warehousing and business intelligence to predictive analytics, working with large enterprises in business and technology consulting, product, and delivery. He has also founded two startups and was involved in several large-scale insurance data projects. Well, good afternoon, Amir. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks again, Amir. And like I said, I was really looking forward to this podcast and I've got some questions for you. So let's jump right in. So Amir, you've got quite the career in technology as a business analyst, an entrepreneur, and now you're the analytics and business intelligence strategist for Sapiens. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? That's a great question. I've been at technology, I would say by design. I've started at the age of 18 as a pure technology guy, but quite at the beginning, I was thinking that the business side and the strategy side is interesting. What I was finding most fascinating is being in between. So for example, even that I did a lot of studies and and career in technology, I went and did an academic degree in human resource because I wanted to understand people better. And I think this is when the data analytics domain has been really catching me really firmly. At the mid-90s, I started actually doing purely data analytics at the very beginning of this domain. And I found that this is a perfect combination of, I would say, the human behavior, the business behavior, and technology. And that when you combine everything together, when you cook it together, it becomes a great source for innovation. This is what is inspiring me until today. That's amazing. I think that's, you're absolutely right. I love gathering information around human activity and and how that helps contribute to a better business and a better society overall. So thank you. Amir, as you know, everybody globally recently has had to make major shifts to adapt to this new normal in the pandemic. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in the economy? Yeah, I, I think the best will be not to answer specifically about my organization, which is Sapiens, a global software company, or a company that is working all over the globe, but what we do or what I do for our customers. And what I saw is that this industry, which I think we can honestly say it's not the first industry to innovate or to adapt the new changes, I think it's a fair statement, uh, has found itself in a situation where its business is, generally speaking, less impacted than the other industries. If you're, of course, in the tourism industry or even in all kinds of commodities, you have suffered for sure. But uh, insurance is a more stable product. So these companies had to continue and do their job. And they were not really equipped to that. And I was really amazed to see, I would say, the human spirit, both in our teams and the customer teams. So we were even able to complete a full project from the beginning, from the birth of the project through blueprint and full implementation and testings and user testings without a single physical meeting. I would think it's an amazing achievement. I think what we did from the beginning and the customer did the same, we just continued doing the same thing just without meeting. And we were putting a lot of focus on the two, I would say, innovation uh, growth engines for us and for the companies, for the insurers. 
which is data analytics and digital and the interaction between them and the demand and the understanding of how important it is, especially today, was a fuel to many of the new initiatives that actually started or at least were pushed much faster during this era. So we saw ourselves promoting and receiving good feedback with innovation. Well, I think five years ago, there was people were saying, oh, our best practices are great. Why do we need to change? Customers will accept it as it is. Competition was less fierce. And now it's clear that you need to have an amazing mobility solutions, digital, and you need to have all the data and you need to analyze it. You need to predict the customer behavior, etc. And the minute we've decided that nothing is going to change in the sense of we're going to do business and the customer has decided to do the same, in fact, it was like new normal in the sense that the subject were different, but the day-to-day life of project, uh, implementation, support, and design, and even strategy discussions stayed the same and people were very enthusiastic. Yeah, it's amazing. I've talked to hundreds of guests like yourself on the show and the fact that we're learning so much by sharing this information on these types of podcasts about all the innovation that has come out of this. Anyway, thanks for sharing. And Amir, I'd like to ask a little bit about technology. So are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies within your tech stack? You know, with your analytics, are you using natural language processing, machine learning, anything specific you might be able to share with us? Yes, yes, of course. We are in our technology stack. In fact, for some time, we were, I would say, playing for four years with NLP, with streaming data, with APIs to operational systems that become a native part. And if you look at it from the technology perspective and, and you do the necessary changes in the infrastructure, suddenly you can touch every piece of legacy process on the go. So these technologies, in fact, I don't think nothing just came new, like since February or March, of course. But they were more in the playground and in a second, almost instantly, they went to become legit tools and people were accepting it and we were very much ready. So I can give you an example. If customers that we had were comfortable for years in having, I think, almost 100 people receiving PDFs from their agents and typing them into a system. And he was calculating the cost and he said, okay, it's, it's not too bad. Once the pandemic started, immediately it was an, a non-issue to finish that and to convert it into technology. And we were ready with an NLP, NLG solution as parallel. And we were able to take all these PDFs and convert them immediately through big data, etc., and machine learning techniques. And with something like 99% of accuracy, feed it directly into an operational system. This sounds like something that a startupist would do. It sounds like something which technology-wise it's available. But for a large company to use it in a major process, which is very much mission critical, I believe that this is the issue of technology. It's not the new technology. It's actually to put it in action. And on that, we have done it with, I can think, like 10 technologies where before that they were a bit somewhere in the corner of the technology stack. Amazing. I appreciate you sharing that. You've talked to, again, a lot of guests that are using the technology and have kind of been forced to use it more and more to meet some of the customer needs during the challenges of the pandemic. So Amir, I appreciate you sharing that. And Amir, this is the big question that my audience, they want to learn a little bit more about you. Could you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in in technology or analytics? 
That's a great question. It's not the first time I've been asking that. And you know, every person is unique. You can never really say, okay, I'm going to do exactly like this person and I will do, I will have this in this career. But generally speaking, I think that the decisions I've made to always be in the more innovative area of any organization I've been working or, or leading was something that I was always comfortable with. It's not a simple journey, I would say, because in many cases, you have more comfortable jobs with better maybe life balance, life work balance issues, etc. But also for the more profound side, there are better jobs in the sense of people accept it and do not ask you, why are you the party pooper in this meeting? Why you keep talking about this? It's too new. Uh, yes, it's very interesting to talk about it for the long term, but we have stuff now. Why do we have to talk about today it's not urgent etc i think i used to have this title wherever i went and that's why maybe i've created two startups so I, i'm like telling the universe okay i'm going to do it myself okay i'm not asking anyone something like that maybe only the investors and i think during this period there were places that i was if you look at it from the outside from the classical i would say career management it, it might have looked as i went back i'll give an example i started in the computer school of the israeli army i guess you've heard about this kind of career uh, the beginning of careers for israelis in the high tech very much popular i guess and i was managing a large team at by the age of 22 which is like quite amazing that's only stuff you can do in this kind of organizations and when i went out i said okay i was managing a lot of people but i'm not sure i am on the edge of technology now so i went to work for oracle and i started from the beginning and i said no i'm going to touch all of the basics because oracle at that time was extremely new i think when i first knew oracle there were 500 people worldwide so it was like the top notch new stuff available in the market i really started from scratch if, you, if you're good usually it runs very well in like like a year later i've been relocated to paris and i've stayed there for two years and managed a large project so it didn't stay for a long time but the decision to go from managerial position back to a professional position knowing that you will go back and i've did it again going into more in sales or technical sales positions again it's career shifts that builds a more comprehensive and i think complete professional uh, persona i would say so if something can be learned from that is not to afraid to change and i think that many people found themselves in jobs that they're very good in but they can do better job if they will change something in the environment something in the tools they're working or something in the level they work in terms of working with customers working with c-level executives or something like that Thank you for sharing that, Amir. I really appreciate it. And I know our audience will as well. When we get this podcast out there, your nuggets of wisdom will help inspire others to learn from you. And that's just what really excites me is getting to share your story with my global audience. So thank you again. And Amir, it was a pleasure having you on today. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you very much. It was a great experience. Thank you for sharing the opportunity. Bye for now. 